Welcome to the Brickbox Podcast. A podcast talking all things production for talent and crew, made by talent and crew. And sometimes we go off topic. All right, so uh, this podcast that we are bringing to you right now is going to be great. And the reason why it's going to be great is because it has Nick, me right now, and it also has someone who I'm a big, big fan of, Stephen Coots. Stephen Coots is wicked cool. Uh, he's an awesome dude. He's a local production guy, freelancer. He also does a lot of uh, blogging and a lot of tweeting. And sometimes, like, if you go onto his Facebook page or you're following him on Twitter, we'll try to get those links for you. But he really does uh, try to spur conversations about things. Now, I don't think I've ever really gotten involved too much in his conversations. But he does spawn conversations because he has a little wild wit and he asks really wild questions, which one question for him is, what's his favorite candy bar? Okay, that's something I'd like to know. Uh, And let's go from there. But right now what we're going to do is we're going to bring you the Brickbox podcast interview movie review of the movie Logan. And here is Nick and Steve to talk about it, and I'll be back when they're done. We're here with Steve Coots. Uh, tell everybody your name, Steve. I'm Steve Coots. I am uh, no expert in film, but I like them. Uh, and that's why we're all here. And so we brought in Steve because, in addition to me and Chuck, we hope that Steve will be part of the show uh, when we do movie reviews and... Um, we'll move on from there. Anyway, Chuck, uh, of all things, is not here, so it's actually super great that we have Steve because uh, Chuck's doing you know his regular job. Yeah, I gotta pick up his slack. You know, yeah, when don't he drops worry, the ball. Not, not too much to pick up. I'm a rebounder. Be reviewing the movie Logan, another in the X Men Marvel series. Yeah. Uh, do I just say if I liked it or not? Is yeah, that pretty much. You know, uh, yeah, give us your your opinion. How did you feel it stacked my, up? My my opinion. Um. Well, first off, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great uh, experience. Very uh, action packed. Um. There are things I didn't like about it, but overall, like it was, uh, it was definitely a good feeling coming coming out of that theater. Yeah, I I, I felt the same way. There, it, there was uh, there was very great parts of this movie. In as far as the the Wolverine series, it was not my favorite of of the out of uh, what Wolverine uh, and was there another one? I didn't one? see the the second Wolverine one. Right. I I was really I had a bad taste in my mouth from the first Wolverine. I didn't really care for that version of uh i don't know events and just like the weird way they handled other x-men in that movie like uh yeah i mean that's actually becoming a huge problem like in the deadpool movie where they're like you know the whole issue behind that was they were too cheap to get any of the good good x-men yeah so they ended up with colossus and teenage but uh, at least in like that movie you can play it off as like uh because that movie's tongue in cheek anyway so it's like but yeah with i mean with this movie you had some x-men in it and 
you know, I didn't feel like, uh, like whenever you're doing one of these comic book movies, you got to wonder if like you're betraying the source material at all. Because there's so much to like take from, but like the other, the first Wolverine movie is like they took from the source material and made some of the characters like totally different and that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and it's like um this time around i didn't feel that way like uh i it just looked like a better movie yeah i i agree with you i don't like when they they reboot something from you know that has history and legend in a like created material especially comic books where there's a whole universe and you know there's rules that apply yeah and i feel like once you make the crossover to movies a lot of these writers are like throwing stuff out the window and which which is okay if you put out something better like you can't you can't throw if you like you're throwing out something from the source material like you got to have a decent enough reason like um this is ridiculous but i'll use like harry potter as an example like, there's some stuff they change from the books because, like, well, that book's pretty long. Like, you just can't have that be in the movie. So right. it makes sense to take that stuff out. But, like, yeah, Wolverine 1 is, like, that whole Deadpool character, like, that they just changed totally around into something different. It's like, well, you didn't improve it. Like, and it isn't even as good. So you, like... If you're not going to have it even as good as the source material, then don't change it from the source material. Right. You, I mean, you, st- you start these things, and it's like, it's like a, that's why they do these reboots, because it's like, it should be a chip, a chip shot. You know, it's, you yeah. have a target audience. You already have a friggin' million viewers that are going to pick it up just because of the title. And, you, you know, then you're going to alienate the, uh, the the audience and are they going to come back to see the second one? No, it'll be three movies back later. Like you, you're like, eh, yeah, maybe I'll see Logan. Well, this one is like it just looked better, and I mean, I wouldn't have gone to see it if like I didn't get recommendations from friends who had already seen it and said that it was really good. Like uh, I think I saw it, you know, like third or fourth weekend in, and so <clears throat> yeah, just that's the type of way i feel about some of these like movie franchises like i'm not i'm gonna wait till my uh my richer friends go and pay for a ticket price before i like spend the money like exactly i agree with you we we are huge me and my girlfriend are huge proponents of tuesday night movie night because it's ten dollar movie night yeah our local theater so we're like why put why pay full price yeah well like i mean my uh, yeah, my line of work, whereas as a freelancer, allows to go to movies like during the middle of the week, which is nice. So, I I try and partake in the same thing. What did you What did you think of the rating of R? Like, was that necessary? Uh, well, there was a lot of blood, but you know, the and Hugh Jackman has quite a, a mouth on him. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I thought, I mean, they were kind of like. You know the success of uh, Deadpool kind of influenced this a lot. Where it's like, all right, we're gonna let you make a rated R version of this movie, and I thought it was exceedingly violent. Like, uh, maybe not to the point where it was unnecessary. Maybe it crossed the line a few points, but also the dude's got like blades coming out of his hand, and in every other movie, he just does this like 
swipe across a guy and the guy falls to the side. This one was like, we're going to show you how disgustingly violent having blades coming out of your hand actually would be. And like, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, just a lot of stabbing and like, yeah, it was, it was brutal at some points where it's like, Whoa, like, I get it. <laughs> like, you feel, I mean, you feel like he's on the run now, you know? He's kind of like something weird's going on with him. He yeah. doesn't have the luxury of being like, all right, I'll leave this guy around. He's killing people in this one. And, I mean, I, I like the rated R versions of stuff that comes out because as an adult, you're like, this is great. They're not mm-hmm. holding back. But, I, I mean, I feel like they could go in the future. We'll have two versions of these Marvel flicks. There'll be one edited out for TV you know, like yeah. they do even like I think they'll be putting it out in the theaters. They'll be like, you want the R version or do you want the PG version? Yeah? That'll be kind of interesting to see if they they try that. I wouldn't be surprised if there's money to be made doing it. Like that's the, the driving factor in all of this is like, you know, if they're if it's cost effective to make two versions and like we're going to sell more tickets by having a PG-13 version so that we can sell the the tickets to the miners and stuff like right not i mean not that that ever stopped any like it i can't imagine as somebody like when i was 16 i was going to rated r movies like i don't know like yeah i mean like is that really stopping the kids that are gonna see rated r movies yeah i think my mother used to let me watch full metal jacket and uh and pulp fiction as a kid growing up yeah pulp fiction's a little forrest gump even young ones (laughs) yeah we had a very liberal family. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but uh, that's—I mean—watching those movies is part of the reason I love movies. It was so real for me. That, yeah. You know, I was like such an experience. Well, you I, don't get that anymore. Well, I hope that this movie, like in the, it was—I think it would have been a really good movie if it wasn't rated R. Um, it allowed for that over-the-top violence that you were kind of like you know that Wolverine is capable of, but you didn't really see before. I wonder how much that's going to affect like future movies. And they're just like, well, we'll we'll make this one rated R and people will go see it. And it's like, does the source material really like warrant it being rated R? Or are you just excited about rated R movies now? It's like, you know, Deadpool makes sense for this to be rated R. I think this makes sense to be rated R in that, there was already movies before it where you had like the established character and he wasn't able to like let loose before but if this was like the first Wolverine movie and it was rated R I don't think it would have been received as well I think like it was kind of like the swan song he's like alright this is like how I'm going out like I'm going out like guns blazing like it kind of set itself up to to be rated R. Right. Well, I'm I'm still disappointed they didn't bring out the the hyper yellow suit from the original X-Men yeah. cartoon for, you know, in the first movie in Wolverine. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I mean the way that movies are made now, like with with the sort of gray blue filter on everything, you you wouldn't have been able to tell that it was a yellow suit anyway. Oh uh, yeah. Like, like is the suit yellow or is it blue? Like all, all the all the colors are muted, so you well, been like, why is he wearing just like a gray suit? It's like, no, if they showed the colors, <laughs> it would be yellow. But yeah. he's like, you can't have yellow in a movie unless it's brown. <laughs> that thought never occurred to me. 
We're getting too technical on the brick box all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what you, you expect. I'm a technical kind of guy. Uh, so, anyway, we're, uh, we're coming to kind of our close here of the Logan movie review. Uh, and, you know, of course, Hugh Jackman, who's always great. Uh, what do you think about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Um, I thought he did a did a great job with it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's he's been Wolverine for so long. It's kind of tough to see anybody else in that role. Like, I thought he did a great job. Like, I was a big fan of the the X Men movies. Like, um, I didn't like Wolverine, but I didn't think that he was ever bad as Wolverine. If that makes sense. Like, right. just because no, I yeah. didn't like that particular movie it's not like he did a bad job uh yeah i i feel just like you that hugh jackman is like the perfect wolverine it'll be tough and eventually if they move on and they go you know and when they're rebooting this again in 20 years yeah I, it, it's it gonna be, be tough to watch these it won't yeah. be that long they'll, they'll reboot it in three years and apparently i mean hugh jackman's got a say a little bit in who takes over oh okay. so uh yeah, maybe they'll get his blessing. And then another actor who's like who's been great in the X Men series is Patrick Stewart. I I feel like he outdid himself in this one. Yeah, he like, uh, I mean, he was allowed a lot of like theatrical range in this one. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I mean, I've I feel like uh, being a crazy person is kind of probably kind of fun for these guys once in a while so it's like yeah with that classic that acting be, training yeah <laughs> he uses his uh his shakespearean acting training to act like a, a crazy old guy <laughs> why not yep yeah he killed it in that role it's it's fun to see them outside of there you know people like patrick stewart when they do something like that it's awesome to see them kind of like not e- it's not even outside of their comfort zone because you can tell that they're just having so much fun with it, but outside of their normal realm of acting, you know, you see them in more serious roles. Well, yeah, these, uh, I mean, he's classically trained, but they, he does have, like, he's cap, he's basically capable of anything that you ask him to do, like, right. and like all the way to comedy. I mean, he does like a lot of voiceover work for like. You know, like, I mean, he's on American Dad all the time, like, so. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything's, I don't want to say he's, like, a show who'll do everything, like, but he just does everything well, so people want him to do everything. Like, right, exactly. Yeah. He's been, I'm always excited when I hear that he's on a project. I mean, he's, I've been a fan of him for a long time. Uh, and then we have uh, Daphne Keene, who was a newcomer in this, and she crossed over from TV. I think her biggest uh, project before was... Uh, the refugees uh, and she's a child actor and she was a, a huge part of this movie and I thought uh, she was unbelievable like wild child someone with who goes from not having very many lines to the the transfer within the movie there was like there was a whole change and you know for a child to pull off that kind of range in a movie I was very impressed well I actually I mean I didn't think uh, she had a ton of range to actually do. I think she went from, um, like, standoffish girl to super intense. And it was like she did those things, those particular things, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a part, where at the, like, at the end where she had to get emotional. 
and I was kind of like, eh, "It's all right." Like, yeah. like I don't, I don't expect any, like that would be hard for like a fully trained adult to do like that kind of yeah, that kind of scene. So, like, sh- I think that she shines because she played intense rage very well. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and there was just a, a lot of points in the movie where. It's like, you know, you think, wow, this girl's capable of basically anything, and yep. it's kind of scary. I wonder if she had that. Like, I, now I want to go back and check her out in the TV series and yeah. see if she has, like, the same demeanor. Yeah, maybe maybe she she they cast her because she had some, like, famous shouting scene. Yeah. <laughs> Like whatever you did last time, just yeah. do it here, and you'll be fine. Look, maybe like they just weren't nice to her on set, and she wasn't really acting. She's just like she like, was just actually jerks. pissed off. Like yeah. she's like, like, all right, now now hit that guy. Like I don't want to. Like, just hit her. They got a cattle prod. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. To not children. not now. Not anymore. You're not. Uh, there were days before child laws child work labor laws i know those darn fair child labor laws yep <laughs> that is our review of logan uh stay tuned for chuck to pop in later or you might hear him before but uh we'll still have been here first yeah. thank you very much steve for coming oh thank you for having me it was a lot of fun and that was uh the brick box everybody goodbye Hey, what's up? We are back. Well, not we. I am back. Uh, I am here. I don't. I don't think it technically counts as back if I'm here. But I was said that maybe I'd be back. But I am back. Uh, in the back, and here he is. Hank is here. Steve is left. A little bummed. I wish I got to hang with Steve. But for another day, I will do that. We will hang out. We will come back and we will talk. It was. I felt him. It's weird. When you listen to a podcast, I, I don't want to say this uh, with all sincerity, but when you listen to a podcast, it's almost like having us in the room. And so when I listened to the podcast with Steve, it, I, I really felt like he was here with me. I mean, it was w- wild. Uh, but now, now we're back. So, you know, the one thing I want to discuss, and uh, I'm not going to take up too much time because we're at uh, what, how many minutes is the podcast right now? Uh, Boy, we're 20 minutes, 30 minutes. All right. So it, it, maybe we'll hit the 30 minute mark and only with this one thing. So when I explain to I have some friends who are not in the business, which is wild, uh, because a lot of times when you're in the business, every one of your friends is in the business. And then you have like one or two people that aren't in the business and they do weird jobs. But I have some friends who aren't in the business who are collectively friends that I've known a long time. So, and they like Logan and X-Men and what's going on now on television. Like you see Legion, which is an X-Men related television show. Then we have the Avengers and the Infinity War. And I think one thing that we should touch upon is the fact that the when in the Marvel Universe, right? So you have Marvel, you have DC, you have Batman, you have Superman, 
you have uh, the X-Men, you have the Avengers. So a lot of the storyline in Marvel is this idea about the Infinity War, which takes the Avengers into space, takes a bunch of these people into space, and they fight this war in space, which is coming, everyone will see it, Guardians of the Galaxy, all that. It ties all this in. Now, in the X-Men, you have time travel, okay? And so there's what, you know, without giving away the plot of Logan, Logan is set in sort of a a time travel thing. And so when you see Logan, there's a lot of things that may not make sense to you, but then you kind of think, wait a minute, kind of that Back to the Future Doc Brown thing where you can create a future that may not be the future that you're used to, right? So in Logan, okay, he's old man Logan, which is a possibility of a future of the X-Men, right? So the one cool thing about I like about this movie, without giving away anything, is that it may not be like canon to the story in in you know for the for the super nerdy comic book guys like canon is something that is like you know like walking dead you have canon so canon is the the comic book everything that happens in the comic book is canon and then when you do things like you introduce a a character like daryl who is not in the comic books that is technically not canon so in a weird way, even though this is the X-Men, even though this is Logan, and this is the storyline and everything, the story, in a strange way, is not technically canon. And if anybody wants to disagree with me and explain to me the way that it really works, if I'm if I'm totally off balance here and I'm wrong, please comment. Please send me feedback. Tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, you know, talk about time travel. You should have went back in time and been in the interview. But at the same time, here I am. Talking about canon. So canon, in this case, is not this Logan story. This Logan story is not canon. So what they do here is they paint a picture of Logan. But so the the biggest takeaway that I have and the reason why I really like it is because if you like Wolverine, this isn't necessarily how the future of Wolverine. This is a This is an idea of the future of Wolverine. So oh. and I, I welcome a rebuttal. I welcome a rebuttal. Well, there's yeah, there's you know that's what I love about the Marvel universe is there's so many iterations of of these stories and uh, the new the new era and like the way they're changing things up. It, it's not necessarily holding true to one story or another. You know, like they'll it, it's like the ancient mythology. You well, can well, play I, with it now. You can change the story, so you can combine things. Like you know, it, it's yeah. coming down to and that. And, and what you're saying is exactly right. It's like the Santa Claus thing. So you got you got uh, you know your Santa Claus, and then you got your other. You, you got that that bad Santa Claus that that, that does bad things, right? Krampus. Uh, yeah. Is that Krampus? So, so in this, it's kind of that that same kind of feel. Like this is the X Men, and that's the one reason why if you watch this. And you're like super bent out of shape and you're like, man, I'm not going to see this because there is no way Logan would get old. He would heal himself. I'm so mad. Right. 
you could still, in the back of your mind, say to yourself, well, maybe this ain't what really happens to Logan, you know? Maybe this is an alternate universe kind of deal. Maybe negativity got him. I mean, he does have kind of yeah. a, an attitude problem. Well, I mean, he's got some rage, man. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, they cage you up. They they give you metal on your bones. I mean, it, it can't always feel good to wake up. And, you know, maybe he's maybe he's achy. I mean, he did I get guess, old in this I mean, one. I know people with, like, screws in them, like, tend to be a little <laughs> sensitive to the weather and such. Maybe yeah. he just gets pissed in the wintertime. Well, he gets yeah, mad. I mean, think about all the, the things that, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, his, his saying, girl. It could have been his Gray. attitude. Maybe if Wolverine was a little more positive. Then yeah, well, he could be positive. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that maybe he's upset with the storyline. I mean, that's the way I look at it. He's upset with the storyline. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should allow Wolverine to go in, shred up the script with his claws, and write a new script. And that's why in the, in this thing, I, like I enjoyed everything you guys said. I think you guys are great, except for the stuff about me dropping the ball. But the 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 thing is, is that you guys gave a really good interview, and I really appreciate it because, again, I cannot wait for the three of us to sit down together and talk about like Wolverine's claws when the three of us are going to come out and. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be cool. We're going to be like poking yeah. out oh, right through the skin. Yeah. So fist. Uh, so it was great. I, 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 everything you guys touched upon, I think was really good. Ultimately, I really liked the Logan story. I like this new thing they're doing in, in the movies where they're playing with stuff and they're changing stuff and they're, they're not going to make you as an audience member think that, you know, the end of the story. And they're going to want to see like know. if for me, if they just like took a 4k camera, like they said, they took the a seven S and they just, photographed the comic really good and then put that into the theater, I would watch that. I would go and see that. I'd be like, they could just do voiceovers and you could like eat with the with the text on screen and everything. So I'm like, I don't want to see any of these old classic stories change. I want like, I'm like, no, keep it the same. You must, you yeah, must feed me the same I don't bullshit. Know, I, I don't know why you form. want to keep it the same. I think that that's a thing that everybody says is like how Hollywood is always, you know, they're always doing the same thing over and over. King Kong and all this others, you know, that's why I like Logan. I like this new era. I like this, like, you know, like the characters were allowed to change what they're doing. We're allowed to sort of reinvent stuff. I like that. I think, you know, like Rogue One, like being able to go in and take a story that was already like everybody had in their mind and then inject something, you know, that's the same kind of thing I feel here. Like, you know, there's, there's, it's a really cool thing. It's, it's fun. It's innovative and, you know, and I like it. And I, and this I think is this is the what generation to do. where fan theories make it to big screen movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah, They're that's like, right. Some that's writer's it. popping around in a chat room, and he's like, that's genius. Yes. You know, six yes. months later, he's popping out a script. Yeah, a new whatever, Marvel man. Movie. Let the kids play. Let the kids take over, man. That's that's the whole thing. Dinosaurs die. Let the kids take over. So, awesome interview. Can't wait to see Coots. I don't know if there's anything you guys want to comment. there's anything you guys want to say. We're always looking for that kind of stuff. Always looking for feedback. You know, check out the brick box. We're on social media. Let's 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 really get this thing going. We need your input. We need your information. And uh yeah, 
We're hoping that next one, next one, maybe the three of us sit down and we don't talk about movies. Maybe we talk about something else. We'll see. We'll see what Coots is up for, you know. Um, but certainly a wonderful night. And whether this is March, April, June, or July, Brickbox Podcasts, that's where you get your info. Good night, everybody. <laughs>